0: a brand new episode of Virtual Coffee. My name is Alexa Collier and I am the host of this podcast, the Small Biz Podcast, where we interview and showcase small businesses and the people behind them from around the world. Now with me today is Sam Coffin, the owner of Matcha Nude. They sell matcha that is harvested in Japan, and on this episode, Sam helps us understand exactly what matcha is, the benefits of it, and how to drink it and make it at home. We also dive into the behind the scenes of Matcha Nude and how Sam has grown the business so far. Now, before we hear from Sam, of course, would appreciate if you could write and review virtual coffee on the Apple podcast app and on Spotify helps get our episodes out there and helps continue to promote and support the small businesses that we feature. You can also follow us along on social media, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, all the social medias. It's all at virtual coffee podcast. Thank you so much for tuning back in and please enjoy this episode of virtual matcha with the Sam. Welcome, Sam. Thank you so much for being on Virtual Coffee.
1: Thank you for so much for having me.
0: Yes, I'm looking forward to it. So kick us off. Tell us a little bit about you and Matcha Nude. Maybe just start with a quick intro on yourself and then we'll take it from there.
1: Yeah, so um first on me, um I <laughs> I lived all of my life not feeling well in my body um in my early childhood and like you know into teenage um years and I really struggled to discover like what wellness felt like in my body. Um I had a lot of doctors, you know, either misdiagnosing me or not really hearing me. It was a lot of medical gaslighting and it wasn't until I was, you know, in my 20s that I started to really figure out what was going on and start to heal my body. And so um, I I live right now with endometriosis, celiac disease, PCOS, and I've had Lyme disease. And so it's been it's been a journey. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so um, as as I realized that I wasn't alone on this, and a lot of other people, you know, endo takes. You know up to 10 years and eight doctors to get diagnosed um, on average and one in one in 10 women have it and one in nine are you know experiencing infertility um, celiac disease obviously a lot of people either have it or have a severe gluten allergy and so i was learning that i was not alone on this journey and so i decided to become a health coach. I had a lot of imposter syndrome. I was like, who am I? I don't know. I dabbled in like, if I wanted to do you know, nutrition or health coaching. And I really felt like if I had had someone in the health coaching space, my journey would have been a lot shorter to finding wellness in my body.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: so I did that. And I still do that to this day. Um, and I, I love it. It's amazing. But I realized I wasn't able to serve as many people as I wanted to. And so I was trying to dabble on like what did I want to do, and then the opportunity to, you know, have Matcha Nude came to me, and it seemed like an absolute no-brainer because I could continue my mission, vision, values as a coach and as a, you know, human being in this world that has struggled to discover what it feels like. Like to feel good. Um, and, you know, matcha nude became a thing. So matcha nude, um, I've said that a lot in the past <laughs> I'm here, um, is a ethical, sustainable, delicious and affordable matcha company. And so those are, you know, the four pillars that mean the most to us. Um, You know, a lot of matchas don't taste great. A lot of matchas aren't affordable for daily drinking. Some of them have heavy metals and toxins in them or lots of added ingredients. And many of them, we don't know the ethicalness of their sourcing. And so voila, matcha nude.
0: Excellent. Well, thank you for that beautiful intro and overview. And thank you for sharing you know, your personal why behind the business. I find the best and most important and valuable products and businesses come from the folks behind the business who have that personal tie and personal passion and you clearly do. So, yeah, just happy to have you on on the show and thank you for sharing that. You know, you dove into it a little bit, but I really want to get into the weeds of matcha so I could see, you know, some folks listening to this episode on a spectrum of matcha knowledge, you know, those from <laughs> what the heck is it to I drink it every day. So, can you just give us almost a a TLDR or, you know, that brief description of what matcha even even is for those who might be completely unaware.
1: Totally. I'll give you a much spiel. Uh, So (laughs) matcha is a, a powdered green tea grown intentionally. And so they pay attention to the soil health and the shading and they grind it into a fine powder so that you then get 10 times more nutritional value than regular green tea. They've actually been drinking it in Japan since 1100 oh, and wow. we ours from next to an active volcano where they've been growing it from the beginning in Kagoshima, Japan. And why that matters is because the volcanic ash cleans and feeds the soil. So this is some of the cleanest matcha that you can get. Um, but matcha, you know, it it is amazing. It's going to have 10 times more antioxidants than blueberries. It has L-theanine, which is an amino acid that helps your body relax. Helps with an anxious energy or stress you may be experiencing. It's also going to support your mood, your memory, your metabolism, digestion, skin health, focus. And the beauty is that you can cook with it. You can bake with it. You can make hot drinks, cold drinks, smoothies, even face masks. because It's packed with those antioxidants and chlorophyll and tons of vitamins and minerals. So in my mind, it is an absolute superfood. Um, And there are different grades, which you started to allude to. Um, So you might have heard of ceremonial grade and culinary grade. Um, We are not as pricey as ceremonial, but we are the first harvest after ceremonial. So it has all of the same health benefits, um, but it doesn't have the price tag or the extreme grassiness. And it is intentionally not culinary because culinary usually tastes bitter, needs a lot of added ingredients like sweeteners, um, and usually is a lot darker in color too.
0: Interesting. Yeah, I'm also learning a ton. I mean, I drink matcha, I like matcha, but didn't know all these details. And with those grades, what does that have to do with? Is it like where it's sourced, how it's sourced? Or like, what's the difference in the grades?
1: Yeah, so it's all the same plant. It's when it's harvested. And so ceremonial grade is the first harvest. Premium grade is the second harvest. And then culinary grade is going to be the last harvest of the season. Um, And so, yeah, that's that's why it's a you know, it's in the ground the longest. Um, The ceremonial is going to be the
0: youngest leaves, that type Mm -hmm. of thing. Um, So it's all like you can get all the grades from the same farm. That's good to know. Talking to you is timely because I'm trying to figure out my own gut health and just getting it better than it is. Um, so with matcha sounds like it you know, would have benefits to that plus many more. Do you recommend folks? Is it like one glass a day or can you drink as much as you want? Like what would your recommendation be? And I know everyone's different, right? Um, but what's the standard? Maybe if you're just starting out and wanting to get into matcha, does it matter? Can you just dive in?
1: Yes, you can definitely just dive in. I definitely would encourage you to look at your your current lifestyle, your current goals, you know, where you're at with your content of caffeine right now. Um, so our matcha, different matchas are going to have different amounts, but our matcha has 23 milligrams of caffeine. So coffee has between um, 95 and 150. And so, and, you know, your lattes with your espresso will have even more. But, Because ours only has 23 milligrams, you know, you can drink many of them. That's less than a soda. So I have some customers that drink up to three a day. I've drank up to three a day and felt, you know, completely great. No jitters, no energy crash, didn't keep me up at night. And that's because of that L-theanine. So the L-theanine mixes with the caffeine to give you a more slow energy release and then not an aggressive drop. Um, So you don't have that, like, you know, mountain effect that you get from the caffeine um, from energy drinks or coffee. And so most people do. They find that they can drink them um, more frequently and they can drink um, them later into the day because of those components. Um, But usually if someone's like curious or like, I want to change my relationship with my, you know, caffeine or, you know, energy drink or coffee or whatever it is, replacing at least one of the drink you're currently having is a great place to start.
0: Yeah, that's a good idea. I like that starting place, especially if folks can be so reliant on especially coffee, right? You hear that all the time. And I like that idea of just replacing the one cup with it and see see how you feel and then go from there. Um, I'm a big tea drinker, despite this podcast being virtual coffee. <laughs> um, and it sounds like, yeah, like I said, I like matcha, but I don't drink it regularly. And this is inspiring me to to do that, just that experiment with that. I think it'd be a good easier transition for me and I'm not a big coffee drinker myself so
1: well you know I want to you know speak on that because I think mm. that that's a part of it is like coffee is part of our culture like if you stepped back and you thought about like why you drink coffee almost everyone I've ever asked that question it's like oh well my parents drank it oh that's what you're supposed to do that's part of adulting and growing up I need the caffeine I need coffee to get through my day but it's like do you do you really and do, <laughs> Like, did you ever really say, like, intentionally, like, I want coffee in my life? Like, you know, it just becomes you know, part, part of our every day, which was, you know, for me, a, a hard breakup because I was so addicted to the coffee culture. I wrote my entire master's thesis in a coffee shop and,
0: mm-hmm. and I I you
1: know, had a Valenti, you know, mocha pod and I had the French press and like, I cared about where my beans came from. And I had my mom ship my favorite ones to me when I lived away. Like, you know, like, mm-hmm. it was a big part of my identity until I realized like, oh, wait, this isn't this isn't serving me. This doesn't feel good to my body. It's making me more anxious. It's, you know, destroying my gut. It's disrupting yeah. my sleep. And, and it started really slow. Like I I could drink at, you know, midnight and, and go to sleep. But then I, it was like the slow progression of being like, oh, this actually makes me feel like crap. Um, and at first I thought it was the grades of coffee or like, you know, how I was brewing it or when I was drinking it. But it really didn't serve me. And it took me going back and being like, where did I hear this? And it's like, oh, yeah, the best part of waking up is Folgers in your cup, right? Like, (laughs) Literally what you you hear, like America runs on Duncan. And it's like, well, when did when did I actually decide that that was part of my identity, too?
0: Yeah, 100%. I'm glad you brought that up. Because even thinking of my own lifestyle, my own life, like I said, I honestly don't really enjoy the taste of coffee it's just not for me yet at least once a week which I know that's not a lot but at least once a week my husband and I I'll say let's go to the coffee shop and like we go and get a coffee and I drink half of it every time like why why (laughs) am I getting enjoyment out of drinking something I don't even like right to your point it's the novelty the going to the cute coffee shop down the block and and going in there and grabbing a cup of hot coffee and the fancy lattes with the Delicious sounding names. <laughs> so yeah, it's totally marketed to us in in such that way. And to your point, it's just ingrained in our history. It's a great point. And for your matcha, how does that, I'm sure, comes in a powder, right? Matcha often does it only come in a powder, actually? Can it come in other forms?
1: Yeah. So if you see matcha in a tea bag, I encourage you to think of it not as matcha but as like green tea um so sometimes they'll mix like matcha and like loose leaf green tea in a tea bag and they're calling it matcha tea bags but like truthfully matcha is a ground powder that you are going to dissolve in water or in another you know a recipe and add it to a drink or a baked good. And so, yes, it, it, it should be um, a vibrant green powder. And that's like what it should look like. If it's not mm-hmm. vibrant green, let's have a conversation about that. Um, and then it sometimes will have added ingredients. And again, like I want you to like consciously decide if that's part of what you want. Um, so, you know, there's, there's a lot of coffee shops actually that will carry a sweetened matcha because people think that they don't like matcha because it's a lower cheaper grade and then they're like oh my gosh i'm having more sugar than i planned on having all day in this one one cup of tea and so um we actually wholesale to coffee shops so that one people have a non-coffee option but then two like here's a high quality matcha option that people actually enjoy and you're actually going to be able to sell
0: yeah, so it sounds like for anyone listening who thinks they don't like matcha, maybe you were you weren't having the right grade, right? And from the right the right source. So maybe try matcha nude and see if you go from there. Um and if folks where I was going with that original question about it coming in a powder form, so if folks were to, you know order matcha nude, And they get this powder like I'm even thinking of myself. Right. I want to try it. I get this powder. For some reason, it just feels intimidating. Like, what do I do with this powder? (laughs) So what are Yeah. yeah, What are your recommendations there of just kind of those baby steps of, of making the matcha drink or whatever it is? So
1: I don't get to talk about this. I want to share a little story that I'm going to talk about a lot. So when I first started drinking matcha, I had won like a giveaway on Instagram and <laughs> this matcha came to me. I got like this bowl, this whisk and this tiny little tin of matcha. And I was like, Ooh, yeah, this is going to be awesome. Let's go. And I was terrified. I was like, I don't know how to do it. How do I do it? Right. I watched like a ton of YouTube videos. And even when I made it, I was like second guessing. I'm like, did I do this right? Am I do-? like, <laughs> is it, you know, is it the way it's supposed to be? Would now, I hate that word and throw supposed to and should have out the window. Right. Because like mm-hmm. who says. But but so what I've done as um, as a brand is we work really hard to educate people that it can be super easy. We have some customers that throw their ingredients in a blender. We mm-hmm. can make, you know, um, a matcha shot in an old spice jar. Like I literally take the old everything but the bagel spice jar from Trader Joe's. And I take that with me when I go traveling and I put two tablespoons of water, half a teaspoon of matcha and shake it up. Um, You can also use an electric milk frother or um, even the the milk frothers that are like all in one that like you just literally pour everything in it, not just the stick blenders. And then Mm -hmm. you can go the traditional route and use the bamboo matcha whisk. And so we have resources on Instagram and our website for all of those options. So you do not have to do it in a way that doesn't serve you. Um, I was talking to a nurse um, earlier today that, you know, works 12-hour shifts. And she's like, I want the matcha so I don't have the jitters, but I also can go to bed when I want to. And the sustained energy without the crash is really, like, what she loves. And so we talked about our make-ahead matcha latte recipe It's literally, you put all the ingredients in a blender, you pour it back in the milk carton. Um, We were specifically talking about the calafia milks, the plant milks they make. It's really easy to pour it right back in there and just give it a shake and a pour when you want some. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, you can get fancy. You can do the bamboo whisk. Like I usually do that on slow mornings because it's very ritualistic and it's enjoyable. But the majority of the days, I'm using an electric milk frother.
0: That is really great to know. I'm glad you described that because I, at least some of the, you know, influencers I follow on, on social media, I feel like when they film their matcha routine, it's like a 30 minute, you know, they get out all these supplies. And I'm like, that looks great, but I don't know if I'm ready for that level of commitment yet. So it's, I love that your, your brand, matcha nude provides You know, for someone who's never tried matcha before, you have the resources and, like you said, the education and knowledge. Or if you are a matcha fanatic and drink it every day, you can also go, you know, to your brand and get those maybe more complex recipes or ways of making it. I really like that you guys cater to all different types of matcha consumers. That's awesome.
1: Exactly. And that's what we want to, like we want to be there for the person that does want to have a tea ceremony with their matcha and have this long drawn out, beautiful ceremony. But also for the person that's like, I want this as an alternative to my coffee and it needs to be made either faster or at the the same
0: time as my coffee.
1: And Mm -hmm. I honestly, my routine now, I make my matcha faster than I ever made a cup of coffee.
0: That's really great to hear, yeah. Because I, I guess it depends what you know about matcha and who you're getting, you know, who you're seeing use matcha. But I feel like, like I said, sometimes it just comes across that this is a hour long process, and yeah, I'd rather just pop the pod into the curate, right, <laughs> and get exactly. get coffee that way. Yeah. So that's yeah. really great to know. Absolutely. Kind of diving a bit into the business side of things because I'm I'm always curious from our business owners who come on the podcast. What has it been like running the business, and maybe a less broader question to to ask is coming from your background as a health coach, did you always have that entrepreneurial spirit or was Matcha Nude taking that on a completely new venture? You know, kind of what was that process like or where was your head at when you decided to pursue Matcha Nude and really take that on?
1: Yeah, so I will start off by saying that service based business and product based business have been like literally night and day. They're completely Hmm. different. So I don't think it mattered if I'd been in business for 20 years as a service based business. It's completely different.
0: Yeah, that's (laughs) interesting. Yeah,
1: so I I definitely, I I think I always knew I wanted to do something. I never thought it would be product though, like never, not a moment in my life. So I've done marketing consulting, I've done, um, you know, the coaching. Um, I've done, you know, writing blogs for people. I've done all that kind of service-based stuff and loved it, enjoyed it. But like I said, you can you can only reach so many people. And I felt like I felt like I was meant to, to share a bigger message. And so I, I still to this day can remember like where I was sitting when the decision came and how instant it felt like the right thing to do. Um, but I knew that I didn't know a lot. And still to this day, if someone asks me, like, what's the biggest thing you've learned? And I was like that. I don't know what I don't know until I don't know it. right? Yeah. Like, I literally like there's things like, you know, filing my sales tax each month, even my my taxes in general, filing for trademarks, like all these different things that you're just like, oh, my goodness, like how. How am I supposed to know this or or thinking about, you know, increasing your prices, but doing it in a way that feels good or how to be intentional, but also have a good profit margin. Right. Like there's there's so many different pieces. And so I would say the biggest things that have helped me. Is that I immediately built a community around me of fierce entrepreneurs, mostly badass women that want to grow their business intentionally and at a big size. You know, you can you can hang out with, you know, the smaller makers, but they're not going to have the big conversations like here's my business plan to a million dollars in revenue right and so yeah. i i did that i found those women that were going to uplift me and and help me when i had this like panic attack of a decision to make like once our back sticker labels on our packaging were were stuck at customs because they're 100 percent compostable and you know no one in the us is currently making that and so uh-huh. they're stuck in customs for weeks and i was like i'm not gonna have stickers i'm running out <sighs> of you know bags i was panicking And Mm -hmm. I couldn't find out a solution. And then I found like, I was like, all right, I'm going to put a QR code on the back with this sticker that I can get access to in the States and have like a PDF of my back label and my entrepreneur friends that are ahead of me were like, babe, no one cares. (laughs) It's <laughs> like, not only does no one care, probably no one's going to notice or remember, yeah. like you were making this huge thing out of this like tiny little mountain, yeah. right? And like, she was like this, there's going to be bigger things that you need to focus on. And so, and that, that's happened in different ways a hundred times since that day. And every time they've been right. Mm -hmm. Every time they've been like, all right, it's okay. Like, I understand that you're stressing over it because it's important to you. It's a detail that matters to you, but it's not going to break your business.
0: Yeah, no, I, I love that story. And we, you know, often almost every episode on this podcast, folks will talk about building that community and how important that is. But I love that you took that a step further and clarified or gave the advice that it's also the it's important to be specific with the community that you build, right? Like you said, there's plenty of business owners out there who, you know, want a community. But for you, it was important to find those business owners who were going after the big goals. And that's important to like get specific with the community that you surround yourself with. I just love that detail that that you put in there. It's it's yes, find the community, but find the right community for you, your business, and your goals. And I think that will probably make a huge difference for people. Cool
1: massive and like your your goal might be that like you're gonna keep your day job but on the weekends you're gonna sell you know your handmade whatever Mm at the you know local makers market and you're gonna be happy if you make 200 bucks like that's great surround yourself with those people if that's your goal but you know my my goal is to make 500 to a thousand bucks and so I need to be around the people that have that energy and they also bring you the resources like you know, when when I needed a lawyer, I could reach out to people and be like, this is the lawyer that worked for me when I need, you know, a business coach. They can be like, oh, here, go here. This is amazing. Um, I recently applied for and won a grant and it wow. was amazing. But the only reason it happened was because I had other people that were ahead of me, that supported me in that application and made me answer the questions with a much different perspective than if I was in a silo
0: doing it by myself. Mm -hmm. That's great. Again, I just I love that specificity or I can't say that word that detail that you put in there no that's that's really great and kind of off of that community piece when you first um got into the business of matcha nude was it just you was there a team built around it curious when you entered matcha nude what was that like and what's it like now is it still just you have you grown a team just curious the the lifespan of of the company
1: yeah, so matcha nude was originally actually a Canadian-based um, business hmm. in Vamp Canada by a woman named Amelia, who I became very good friends with over social media. Can't wait till the day I can actually hug her in real life. Um, <laughs> but she was doing like farmers markets and making, um, you know, matcha face masks, matcha granola, matcha donuts, and and that was her business strategy. She um, she is actually a phenomenal Reiki master, human design coach, oh, wow. and that was really like her her path in life, her passion. And Mm -hmm. so Macho was like a stepping stone. And that's, um, she was ready to release it. And she felt very strongly that I would be a good fit for it. And I'm so glad that she even proposed that to me. Um, And so I brought it on and I I changed quite a bit. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Our supplier, our logo, the colors, and our strategy. So Mm -hmm. we do not make the matcha donuts and the matcha granola. We provide you the recipes until you, hey, go make this. Um, And so we might pop up with samples at a market, um, but we're not at the farmer's market. We're at the market that you're not expecting to see matcha. And then we wholesale to independent small coffee shops that we, we really want to support and see them excel. And so we have a, a map on our website of all the places across the U.S. that carry us. Um, and you can filter between retail bags or drinks, um, but all of those different shops that we get to support, um, is a huge part of our mission, right? Like we want to do business intentionally. And so that's how we do it. So, um, Amelia was a team of one that had occasional friends helping her out the markets. And I started as a team of one. Um, but I realized as the business grew, like I did need help. Um, mm-hmm. and so, I've been lucky enough to, to hire my sister um, part-time to help me do nice. some events. She's doing deliveries, um, you know, stickering the bags because we still put stickers on our bags you know, and yeah. packaging yet. I'm looking at a pile of shipping boxes that she built, you know, because they come <laughs> to the plot. Um, and so <laughs> there's, there's lots of different um, pieces that I've been able to, you know, have the support of her. Um, and in the future, you know, we hope to continue to, to grow. Another thing we're doing is, you know, we're trying whenever we can to source our um, tea accessories um, from makers. And so right now, I actually have photos sitting in my email inbox of our matcha bowls that of Potterfriend made for us. And so I'm considering them part of our team, right? Although they're, you know, they're they're just selling them to me wholesale. They're they're a part of our community. They're a part of the matcha brand.
0: Yeah, no, that's excellent. And that's incredible where you've been able to take the business so far and will continue in the future, I'm sure. But that's also amazing that um, you were able to come upon Macho Nude because often, you know, with Amelia, you said her name was, right? Yes. Yeah, with Amelia, you know, wanting to pursue her, you know, other passions in life, you often see businesses like that, like, you know, they just kind of post on Instagram, like, oh, you know, Macha Nude will not be continuing anymore. You know, thank you so much. That's awesome that she wanted to continue what she built and believed in it so much to kind of hand it off or like pass the baton to someone else. That's really inspiring. You don't hear that often. You just, you know, kind of see the kind of final goodbye on Instagram. And that's, that's kind of that. But I really like that story. That's, that's so great that she saw the vision and wanted someone else to take it on and knew that she wanted to put her energy into something else. Right. But didn't want to give up this thing that she had built.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like I was, it was crazy. She, she had said something to me about selling the business like July of that year. And I was just like, Oh, cool. Like, and in my heart, I was like, "Oh, that's sad. I won't be getting this matcha from Amelia. Like, who knows what they'll do with the business, you know?" Mm-hmm. And then in October, she's like, "I'm gonna sell the business," and I was just like, "How much?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then mm-hmm. I looked at the price and I was like, "Oh shit, I'm gonna buy a matcha company." <laughs> so, and I'll that's be honest, awesome. I did not have the money. And mm-hmm. like, I think this is something that I want all all entrepreneur driven people to think about. Like I did not have the money. I had credit card debt. I still do. I have student loans. I have a house with a mortgage. I don't have amazing credit, right? Like I have decent credit, but like, it's not amazing. And what I did was I looked for the resources around me and I was like, I know there's small business resources. So I immediately found an organization in my County and I joined their foundations class, which is like, I think it was I think it was eight weeks of classes wow. that you took that were multiple times a week that was like, here's how to build a business plan. Here's the things you need to think about. Here's the legal things. Here's the marketing, the sales perspective. It was literally like business 101. And I took that and then they offer um, they offer loans. And so oh. I had made a business plan with them and then I applied for a loan through them and I got it. And they actually were the first ones to come back to me when I was like hey, I think I'm growing to the next level and I want to do custom packaging, which is our next big goal. Like, so look out for that. I can't wait to show it someday. Um, (laughs) It's a process, but it's in the work. (laughs) But they were like, hey, here's an opportunity for another loan if you want to go that route. And it was like no hesitation. It was like you have the business model. It's working and we support that. And so if you don't have, you know, the money sitting in your, your bank account and you don't, You don't know how you would fund it. Like, don't let that stop you. Like, share your mission, vision, share your business plan with somebody that can support you because the resources
0: exist. That's a great again, another great story. I love that you're weaving in your personal experiences here with your advice to others there's just so many resources out there, right? Even for oh, really any, any business owner and anyone wanting to pursue a passion. Like that's so neat. I never heard of like those classes. That sounds awesome. Like I want, I want that. Get me in that. <laughs>
1: there are so um, yeah. many that really are like, I would encourage you to look like on a state level, on a County level, like there's like in my area, I live in Asheville, North Carolina. There are so many. And if you're in this yeah. area, DM me on Instagram, I'll send you the links. But like, I I cannot believe it. Like the grant that I got is through um, a statewide organization called NC idea. And they offer um, $10,000 grants and $50,000 grants twice a year. But the $10,000 grant comes with like all of this educational programming, like you, you literally have like free business coaches in front of you, And I also found another like our Chamber of Commerce had an amazing mentorship program built on a um, on a structure, an educational structure from MIT that's proven for, you know, entrepreneurial success. And so like these, these resources are here and like they're, they're 99% of the time completely free or have sponsorships. And so, yeah, I'm blown away by what exists and I didn't know it until I had that moment sitting on my couch where I was like, huh, I'm going to do this.
0: You're showing and telling that it's okay to take that leap of faith, right? And you, I love that your story, you took that leap of faith, but then you also had the planning, the education, like you said, the business plan, your goals clearly defined to then take that leap of faith forward, right? It's not like it's been only leap of faith and you're just like running around blind trying to figure it out. Like you have, you know, I'm sure there's those moments, right? In any business there are, but you also have that plan and that passion and that guidance. And I just I love that balance because I think folks can get either too one way or the other, right? Whether it's just all off of a gut instinct or on the other end, it's too planned out and too logical where they almost get in that analysis paralysis and will never actually make the decision to get after it and go do it. So I just I think you found a really great balance between those two. And it's a great story to share.
1: Oh, thank you. Yeah. And it is it is true. Sometimes I am flailing. And when I am flailing, that's like when I go to my mentors and I'm just like, hey, I'm flailing with this problem. Like, what can I do? Like the other day I met with my team. I, I have a team of three mentors and I met with them and I was like, you know, like we're doing all this growth and I see amazing things happen. But like I'm really struggling with like this life work balance. Like I'm literally Like I'm selling matcha. I'm selling life work balance. Like that is part of my brand. But like I am struggling with it. Like it was be so easy to be in my home office until nine o'clock at night every day of the week. It's so easy to never take a day off because when you're an entrepreneur, like, trust me, that is very possible because your heart and your soul is in your business. And immediately they all had something different to share. You know, one was just like there's, you know, there's there's always going to be this long list of to do's. And sometimes you need you need to figure out like how to prioritize. Right. Like she she drew me um, a box and it's like, all right. So, I, you know, I think I think James Cleary has this. Um, I think this is one of his in a habits book. It could be someone else. I could be mistaking. But it's the four quadrants. And it's, you know, is this important and is it urgent? Is it urgent and unimportant? Is it neither urgent nor and not important? And like that, using that as like an idea of how to actually categorize, like, all right, I actually need to do this right now because it's urgent or I can schedule this for, you know, a week from now when I have the breathing room to do it or this isn't urgent. Maybe I should actually like delegate this to someone else because it's not important. It's not urgent and like it should get done, but it doesn't have to be me. And it was amazing. Like I was like, oh, yeah, I remember that. I, I've i seen this quadrant before. Like I know these things. And then the other one was like, hey, read this book. It's called The E-Myth. The E-Myth Revisited. You know, you can get it. Audiobook or read it, whatever, but I really think it'll support you in this stage in your business. Mm. And I will tell you, both of those things totally changed my perspective. And I was so like tunnel vision on that moment that I was having before that I was just like, I'm never gonna have life work balance again. <laughs> you know, that I was just like, oh, wait a second. As soon as I ask, I get what I need.
0: Two great resources and also great advice there. And it it all goes back to, like you said, going back to your community in those moments where you're just feeling in the gray i need some help i need some advice and because you crafted that community that's right for you you're getting that advice and resources that feed your soul right and help you get through through that moment and yeah especially that prioritization matrix that resonates a lot because especially as yourself as that business owner there's so so many things going on right and that's just with the business alone let alone life that you're trying to live as well um so yeah that's always a great resource I know what you're talking about with that matrix and it's it's a great a great framework I recommend everyone check it out for sure
1: Yeah. And it's Stephen Covey, not James Clear. James Clear, I think, is Atomic Habits. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Yep. (laughs) Perfect. Awesome. Love those recommendations. You know, kind of thinking the future of Matcha Nude, where are you hoping to take the business? I know you mentioned, you know, that customized packaging that you're looking forward to. Any other goals or, you know, future upcoming highlights that you want to share with the audience?
1: Yes. I love this because this is such a, we are totally workshopping. Um, I was asked recently, in five to seven years, how can you become a $3 million company? And I'm going to start off by saying, like, holy crap, right? You're just, like, you're asked that question, and it's, like, deer in a headlight. It's, like, what do you mean become a $3 million? Yeah. Like, I was, like, that has never been, like, I've always thought of, like, I can't wait to make my first million, right? And, like, mm-hmm. yeah, we, we'll we get there. <laughs> but, <laughs> like, to be asked, like, five to seven years, $3 I was, like, oh, my, this woman thinks that this can happen. The person asking this question, like, believes that this is possible for me. Mm-hmm. So I'll start off by saying immediately right now, we are working on um, custom packaging. We're searching for the right designer for us um, and the right bags. We, mm-hmm. our bags are always going to be 100% home compostable. And so right wow. now we're doing the research on that. It's very easy to get commercially compostable bags. It's not so easy to get the home compostable. And then design, like design is probably going to be one of the largest investments we've made in the business. It's expensive. And it's, it, you know, it's its your marketing, it's your branding, and I'm excited to do it. But that's, that's what's happening, like, you know, behind the scenes right now.
0: Awesome. Yeah, no, it's very exciting. Yeah. And then there, the
1: longer vision, we are starting to play with this now. So we really want to elevate other small businesses and intentional businesses too, because some of them are not going to be small forever, right? Like they're going to be intentional. And so I've always partnered with different makers when it comes to cups and mugs. And we are going to be releasing those bowls I mentioned earlier. Um, we're going to be releasing those very shortly. And my hope is in the future to be able to offer more tea accessories and ingredients and things like that that are elevating other intentional businesses. So stay tuned on our Instagram, our newsletter, our website, whatever your jam is to connect. Um, we we really plan on continuing to bring our community more of these really incredible, beautiful, bright um, makers.
0: Awesome. That's incredible. I I love when businesses connect with other businesses, especially in that small business community. I mean, I just think there's almost infinite potential to partner, connect, showcase exactly what you're talking about. And that's incredible. I'm really looking forward to seeing updates on that. That's a great path to go down. Oh, one logistical question that I always just like to ask for our audience is, where are you able to ship Matcha Nude?
1: Yeah, all across. um, Well, actually, the... The whole world. Um, <laughs> it's it's easiest and cheapest to ship it across the U.S. and we do have some free shipping options on the website. Um, but we do offer shipping um, worldwide. Um, the just shipping rate will be you know different um, because we don't ship at large scale internationally yet. Um, but we are available um, across the entire nation. Um, and so you'll find, as I mentioned earlier, that link on our website to our map. It's called Find Us. You can see all the places that carries us in the um, in the US. And we're even in Hawaii. So that's really great. Nice. So you can walk into Surfers Coffee in Hawaii and back, buy a bag of matcha there. Or you can come on our website and see what, um, what size bag would best suit you.
0: Wow, that's awesome. And congrats on even being able to do that international shipping, because especially with kind of food products, I know that can be really difficult. So congrats on that success. That, that's huge.
1: <laughs> Thank you. It's it's still clunky. But the, the more mm-hmm. people that purchase us, you know, outside of the country, the easier it'll become.
0: Totally. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Well, excellent, Sam. Thank you so much for for joining me. I have one last question that I ask all my guests. It's probably the toughest question, but curious in this moment, what is your proudest accomplishment? And it can be on anything. And I'm really looking forward to just that first thing that comes to mind, you know, when you're reflecting, what is your proudest accomplishment so far?
1: Oh, I've talked a lot about my business community, but Honestly, it's the matcha community. I had the opportunity to travel somewhere recently where I was getting so many matcha orders from. So, you know, you get your matcha orders in. I I track which states they come from. So I have a goal of sending to every state and we've gotten to 34 out of the 50. So that's amazing. But I kept noticing like, Wilmington, North Carolina, over and over and over and over again. And I was like, I'm not originally from North Carolina. So I'm like, what is Wilmington? Where is this place? What's going on? So I researched it. I learned it was a coastal town. um, And then I got two wholesale accounts. We now have three out there. And more and more orders kept coming. And so I decided, I was like, I'm going to do an event out there and then I'm going to go and see these people. And it was amazing. I got to see, you know, different, multiple different potters that have made mugs for me, um, who drank my matcha, posted on their Instagram stories. I got to meet that maker that's making the bowls that we're putting up. I also got to go into a gift shop that carries us and help like make reels together. Like we got to make Instagram reels together. It was so fun. And we got to just chat about what it meant to be business owners and intentional business owners. And I got to have, you know, breakfast with one of them and and Mm -hmm. see someone's, you know, their studio. And it was just amazing to be like, we've all connected from this virtual environment, from my website and my social media and over this product that has elevated all of our lives. And this is just the beginning. Like we've only been in business a little over a year and this community that I didn't even have before It's all the way over here, five hours away in this coastal town. And it was just, it was amazing. And I know it's not just in Wilmington. Like I'm, I'm seeing it in Greenville, South Carolina. I'm seeing it in this, you know, new coffee shop in Hawaii that now carries us. Like it's, it's happening. And it's like that, how beautiful is it that I can set up a table at a coffee shop? Like I did this morning and someone can come in and be like, oh yeah, I drink
0: your matcha already. I Mm -hmm. love it. This is how I make it. Like, It's amazing. No, that's incredible. And I I love that the theme of community has been throughout your entire episode. And it's just, it's heartwarming and inspiring. And it's just beautiful to see what you've been able to build so far. And congratulations on all your accomplishments so far. And like I said, can't wait to see where where you take Nude and um, how it progresses from here. And again, thank you so much for being on Virtual Coffee and sharing your story, advice, and perspectives. And before we sign off, where can people find you and Nude? You know, shout out all the social medias, your website website everything that you want to uh direct the audience to you
1: can find us at Matcha Nude on instagram we're on facebook we're playing with tiktok wish us luck um (laughs) and we'll be adding more to youtube over the um over the next couple
0: months too beautiful awesome and yes good luck with tiktok i still haven't conquered that beast granted i haven't tried very hard but it is it is a big beast (laughs) yeah i'm just not motivated to tackle it yeah i know i'm with you i'm with you um but again sam thank you so much for for being on i hope everyone checks you and machinude out thank you thank you so much